What's going on, everyone? This is Two Bays in a Pod, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you guys are relaxing and staying out of the hot weather. we got a good one for you guys, so please enjoy. What's going on, everyone? So happy that you guys were able to join us. Uh, I am very excited to continue the series that we have been doing, uh, talking about um, the Umbrella Academy. Uh, Obviously, we have been uh, into season one so far. We have done uh, episode one through three. Today, we are going to be doing episode four. But before we begin all that, Cody, how are you doing, man? Doing pretty well, man. Just staying... uh... Slaying low this weekend and uh, trying to digest all that's happened with uh, the world. I mean, 2020 continues to suck with uh, <laughs> us losing Black Panther, which I know that you already know. So, yeah. you know, very, uh, very sad, uh, sad last few days for sure. But, you know, for the most part, hanging in there. Yeah, you know, uh, it was, man, that was, it was so sad to hear that uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, passed away on a uh, cancer battle that pretty much no one knew about. And it's so incredible, so um, amazing that he never let that out. I mean, what, he he had, a, I think they said like four years or something. I mean, yeah. that's incredible that no one knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's absolutely insane. I, I, I'm just so shocked and, you know, I, I wish I knew who his you know, people were, or publicists, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, to keep that under wraps, because that's amazing. Like, some of these professional athletes, these celebrities, they need that type of a thing, and to have him keep that under wraps, and not only just go on acting like nothing was happening, but to go on and do these these signature movies that he's mm-hmm. had, um, you know, he will be forever in the minds of, of uh, anyone who watched him ever i mean he did the movie 42 and uh that was actually the first movie i had ever seen him in Mm -hmm. and then he later on got the uh, black panther movie and and uh, you know obviously sealed that up pretty good and and it's just um you know it's it's a really sad time to hear that you know he had passed away um you know he was uh he was huge you know, he was he was making some really good movies and uh, I loved, uh, you know, we we talked about the podcast that we listened to. Uh, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast and he had interviewed him in November and I actually listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Bill Simmons in tribute of of his recent passing, um, he actually posted that interview again mm-hmm. um, and I re-listened to it and it's just like, man, like this guy he just seemed so happy he didn't seem like anything was wrong and uh it's really sad really sad to hear that he had passed so yeah for sure all right well uh you know god it seems like every (laughs) every podcast we start with we got to start with something that happened in the world uh you know we got to bring it down and then bring it back up uh but before we get into the you know, as I love to say, apparently, because I listen to all these podcasts and every, it seems like every episode I say the meat and potatoes. So, 
I just want to say, go check us out on Instagram. We are two bays in a pod. Also go check out Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and YouTube uh, for our other podcasts, our main podcasts, our Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, also, you know, go, you know, like our page or, uh, follow us on, you know, social media, anything, you know, comment, share, whatever it is, please, uh, you know, message us with questions, comments, whatever you like. Uh, we always want to hear from you guys and we always appreciate those that do. Uh, we also want you to go to any of the major podcast sites and rate and review the major podcast sites being Apple Podcasts. Uh, iHeart, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, please go check us out. And like I said, rate and review uh, anything and everything does help. Go check out fnxfitness.com. They have uh, great workout gear, workout supplements. Um, I know here in California, they are slowly working. I know uh, there are a lot of gyms now uh, that are starting to open up um, uh, outside facilities where you can social distance outside and still work out, which I think, you know, Hey, <laughs> you got to do something and that's what they're doing. I think that's, that's great. Uh, so if you, uh, if you're actually going to do that or have been doing that, go check out FNX fitness. They got great stuff. Um, and we can actually get you 15% off and Cody will explain to you how to get that 15% off. Sorry, guys, go to drewcodesportstalk.com. On the bottom of our homepage is the partners link that you want to click on to get to the FNX website that Andrew referred to. And then when you guys are all done shopping, getting all those deals and savings on your supplements and gear, uh, you want to use Drew Code 15 to get 15% off your purchase at the time of checkout. And with summer almost done and the fall about to come up pretty soon, I'm, I'm very certain. And I think I've gotten a couple emails already with FNX Fit dropping some, uh, you know, releases coming up pretty soon and some sales are about to happen immediately. So definitely want to use our promo code drew code 15 to save even more money. And also while you are on our website, you guys can also click on the live links to subscribe to our podcast, which wherever you listen, like drew mentioned, and then you can also listen to our full episodes on our website as well. If you guys don't want to subscribe to any of the podcast platforms, it's all on there along with our Facebooks, our Twitters, our Instagrams, and the, uh, and also any other social media content that we post on there. So, you know, two bays in a pod comes out every Mondays and Drew Code comes out every Thursday. So if you guys are interested in any of that, visit drewcodesportslack.com for more. And also go check out my uh, blog, which is also on Drew Code Sports Talk. It's called One Giant Step. If you're into uh, Giants baseball, it is the place for you. It's a real easy read. It's a, uh, it's not, it'll honestly take you probably, two minutes to read like it's really not that hard uh but i just give my thoughts opinions on anything everything san francisco giants baseball so go check it out it's really easy um and it's just kind of a fun outlet that i have and it is a a weekly thing that i do Uh, i post it every monday do i have a specific time that i post it on monday i certainly do not because last (laughs) monday i posted it hella late um But that was really because I was doing other things, you know, starting school with my daughter and trying to keep my son quiet while we're trying. It it was difficult. So, (laughs) uh, you know, don't expect it anytime on Monday. Maybe go read it on Tuesday. But (laughs) um, but yes, uh, go check it out. It's it's real easy. So. All right, guys. Enough of that smut. (laughs) Let's get the meat and potatoes. Yeah, let's get into meat and potatoes. All right. Um. Initial thoughts of this episode first, Cody, from you. 
Well, it answers a little bit more questions that we've had in episodes one through three, like, um, you know, Vanya and Leonard's relationship, and then also the aftermath of when Chacha and Hazel um, basically invaded the uh, Umbrella of Academy. And, uh, you know, Klaus obviously being kidnapped was the big cliffhanger at the very end. So yeah. I think there's a lot more that was uncovered, and we kind of get to know a little more about Klaus in a really weird way. Um, which I thought yeah. was really funny and entertaining. And then um, we do uh, we do also see um, some heartbreak at the very end as well. And uh, I think that really changes Diego. So foreshadowing there as we go through this episode and talk about it a little bit more. But yeah. overall, I think this episode is really where um, this season is starting to kind of really take off from here where everything is starting to round into shape. Because episode five next week is our, about our halfway point. That's where... I think you and I can agree things kind of really accelerate, but episode four definitely came off differently from the previous three episodes and really started to shape what the rest of the season is going to look like, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, going into this episode, I was really looking uh, the, one of the main things I was looking for, I guess, answers on was why they took Klaus and are they going to get anything out of Klaus? Cause I ended episode or uh, our last podcast going, this guy is like the last person you would want to take from this family <laughs> because he's just an alcoholic. He's a drunk. And actually later on in the episode, as he says, um, you know, uh, he, the, he doesn't, he's not told anything. So he literally like knows nothing. Right. Um, so, you know, it was kind of curious. I, you know, I was kind of wondering what was going to happen, what they were going to get out of him, how they were going to torture him. I mean, you know, they tortured the truck driver, uh, yeah. you know, with a basically a high voltage battery on his nipples. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was like, well, are they going to do that to Klaus? Uh, so I was kind of curious of what that was. Um, I wanted to also see uh, why number five was following that uh the doctor. I mean, he, you mm -hmm. thought he got most of his answers, but he continued to follow this guy. So I was kind of curious of what he was, uh, what he was trying to accomplish with that. Mm -hmm. um, also wanted to um, see, uh, you know, what's going on with uh, Vanya and Leonard as mm -hmm. they kind of got a little bit closer. Um, you know, Allison and Luther, they're, you know, what's going on with them. Uh, obviously, uh, Diego with the whole mom situation, you know, how is he going to respond in the wake of him having to do that to his mom, basically. Right. So those are the things that I kind of was curious about going into, um, you know, going into this, um, into this episode. So um, a little quick, little rundown. Um, basically we figure out in this episode, episode four, we figure out that Luther used to be pretty much human um mm -hmm. and because as as we found out last uh last episode um he his shirt rips off and he's basically half gorilla and we're like what the hell is going on mm -hmm. so you find out that he uh was human he was dying he was sent on a mission from his dad uh comes back all bloodied he's basically about to die and so uh his dad or reginald uh, makes the quick decision to give him some serum uh, that, you know, when I was watching it too, kind of was like, well, maybe that's what Pogo was given, mm -hmm. which we'll probably get to later on. But um, 
So then he's basically, his head is still human. Um, I think his legs are, from what I understand. But his, uh, his basically his torso and his arms yeah. are all gorilla. So, um, and, and I had to ask my wife as we were watching, I go, would you still love me if, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would still. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good. She's I was like, lying. even though I'd be like super hairy and she's all, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah lying. she was lying anyway <laughs> uh we kind of get that uh vanya and leonard uh vanya kind of sleeps over at leonard's house um so uh we kind of know that they're a little bit closer she did she says that she didn't mean to but um you know later on in the episode she's talking with allison and she kind of says i like him mm-hmm. um leonard we find out a little bit more about leonard i think we'll probably get into that uh I wrote down Klaus is the worst to be tortured. So we'll get into that. Well, physically um, tortured. Yeah. Um, the detective and Diego, uh, as we find out detective patch and Diego, they used to date. They actually confirm it in this episode. Uh, let's see. Leonard and Allison kind of have an interaction. Uh, five kind of, you kind of actually figure out that five, finds out that the uh, doctor guy that he's following, the company that he works for, they actually sell these eyes on the black market. And you find out that that's like one of the top ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, They finally get Klaus to talk and tell him about five um, and like what five is trying to do. And so uh, then later on they go to the donut shop and they kind of figure out what's going on with everything. Um, yeah, Hazel and Chacha, they didn't know that the world was coming to an end. And mm-hmm. so they find that out from Klaus telling them about five. So they're a little, uh, they're a little distraught by that. Um, but then five goes to the, uh, the facility to try and stop, you know, these people from, uh, selling these eyes or whatnot. And the whole place blows up right in front of them. And five actually later on gets drunk, which is, it was kind of a funny scene. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Hazel and Chaksha, they find out. Allison tells Vanya she doesn't trust Leonard. So that's kind of goes with the interaction. Um, and then you actually kind of figure out more about Klaus's powers uh, as he's talking with Ben while being tortured. Um Ben kind of is like, hey, this is like the first time in a long time you've been sober. You should use your powers. And you kind of figure out basically he talks to the dead and he Mm -hmm. can figure out everything from the dead. Um, And we'll go into that a little bit more. So um, let's see. Uh, Detective Patch towards the end actually finds out where Klaus is. Um, And so uh, she goes to save Klaus. She unties him. And then uh, Hazel pops out of the bathroom where Hazel and Chakcha were hanging out and um, he's complying with her. So she's like, you know, standing there and apparently Chakcha went around the building and ends up shooting Detective Patch and uh, Klaus actually escapes through the vent where uh, Hazel put the briefcase in that we still don't know necessarily what it does. Um, and so Klaus then leaves with the briefcase and he's so happy, he opens it up, hoping that it's money and all of a sudden he disappears. So we don't know where Klaus is. 
um that's it that's pretty much about it um i mean i don't know if you if i missed uh, anything cody if you have any additions i should say um the only thing i would say is you know the aftermath of diego basically you know i don't i guess the term is killing their mother everyone in the house except for diego assumes that it was that it was cha-cha and hazel that did it um which kind of which kind of puts everyone in in a way into an investigative mode. Although if Chacha and Hazel killed their mother, you would think that they wouldn't go for the wrist. They might've like, you know, completely disassembled her or, you know, did something to do and essentially destroy her. But the way it was kind of like she died was almost uh, merciful, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, And then also too, there was a real funny scene with um, Chacha and Hazel where they're eating these, uh, I think there was chocolate that was infused with some uh, marijuana and they were basically destroying the lab and they were high as a kite as they were just (laughs) destroying and setting this thing on fire. And then you see them sitting at the uh, donut shop afterwards, like with this big old hangover. And it was, uh, that was pretty entertaining. Um, (laughs) My only other takeaway from the episode, other than the review that you did was, um, you know, when Vanya and Leonard were basically talking at the end of the episode, we kind of get a little mysterious dark dark side with Leonard. He actually um, he actually took something very valuable to Vanya and uh, and basically destroyed it. And I think we'll talk about it a little bit more though as we go into this episode and what kind of makes um, Allison um, really suspicious of uh, of Leonard. Um, yeah, I think that was our biggest takeaways from the episode. And Klaus was hilarious in this one too, with uh, when he when they were first torturing him, and he was enjoying it. So, <laughs> you know, Chacha and Hazel had their work cut out for them. That was for sure. That was so funny. I was dying. I was like, literally, Klaus is the worst to try and torture. I mean, yeah. he is just absolutely the worst. Um, but I do want to start with okay, Luther. So we find out about Luther basically why he's like so big because. When they do like these flashbacks as a kid, he's just this this skinny kid who you know apparently has has like super strength, and so you looks like, normal. Okay. Yeah, he just looks like a normal kid. So you're just like, what's going? On? You know, how did? Why did he get so big all of a sudden? You know. <laughs> um. So they kind of explain that. Um. You know, Reginald and his in his fantastic way of. Uh, not paying attention to anyone because <laughs> um, he's like uh number one you you know you kind of go it's like seven years before and he calls over the intercom of luther he's like number one i need you to go on a mission and so he basically goes in the room and he's like okay you need to go stop all these people and he literally doesn't look up from his table he's like writing some shit down and I was like, man, if I were that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, just like that. Got to stop people with guns. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Let me go do that. So and he was like, hey, you can you know, you can stop calling me number one. You can call me by my name. And he was like, he goes, why? And he was all uh, because I'm the only one here. So, huh. That's all he said. So I was like, Jesus, dude, this guy is the worst. It's father anyway, of the year. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, I, I watched that and I was like, man, this guy just didn't give two shits about <laughs> anything. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so you, uh, you learn, you know, Luther goes over onto his mission and pretty much is failing because <laughs> he gets beat up pretty bad and he's like 
uh, it looks like he's burned and also cut. And, mm-hmm. you know, you you don't really get a great look at it. So it, it's kind of hard to explain. But it, mainly on his uh, on his torso, mainly like where his ab- abdominal portion is. I should just say abs. I don't know why. I guess it was like between his – it was like – like between his chest and his abdominal muscles, like right in the middle of that. And I think the reason why, um, you know, when um, Reginald called him over and sent him on the mission, he described the mission as it's the bioweapons that, you know, are going to cause harm. And from what I saw when they were wheeling um, Luther back, because he was injured as he was hit with a bioweapon, because you see that he was dying and you can just see like his body was kind of going into some sort of shock. So, you know, when um, Reginald called um, the mom to basically give him the serum and, you know, Pogo sees it and is just kind of shaking his head and sticks him. I think yeah. that the serum infused with whatever that biochemical was, because I don't think that Luther's bottom half was affected by the serum, because that's why I think he needs to work on leg day. So he's a little bit proportioned better because he's looks like the typical guy that just pumps up his biceps, but has no legs underneath him um yeah. kind of like a i don't know if anyone's seen spongebob does anyone remember seeing the shrimp where he's all big on top and then he's got the really skinny legs on the bottom that's what he looks like oh yeah i know what you're talking about okay I, first i was like wait what i i do remember yeah um yeah you know and, and kind of what i got from it was okay maybe because exactly what you were saying is obviously he's still human but he just has like a a I say a gorilla because it's gorillas are bigger. Yeah. Um, and so he, he's got like a gorilla torso, but that's about it. And so kind of what I thought was the serum is kind of what Pogo took, but Pogo originally was a monkey. That's kind of what I took from that. Right. Um, and so that's kind of, it's, they really don't explain it until they actually do explain it way later uh actually in season two so if you're looking for more answers on that you're really not gonna get answers until (laughs) season two so sorry about that but yeah uh you know that's kind of what i took from it um first watching it and still watching it now that's kind of what you what you see um and then um as as um as i was still watching i kind of was interested in like i said in the vanya and leonard relationship type thing Mm -hmm. it's i don't know it it was kind of weird because at first i was kind of like man this guy's getting close like really fast Mm -hmm. and they kind of don't explain you know how fast it was and and then they actually do uh later on in this episode and she's like well i didn't really know because she's talking to allison later and she's like well i don't really know him that i haven't known him for that long but i really like him and so you're like, so he, this guy is just like really pushy, like towards <laughs> this relationship. Like he's like determined to make it happen. So that's kind of what I thought. Um, but you find out, obviously, uh, she spent the night over at his house and it's not, it's not in that way. It's just, uh, they were hanging out. He fell asleep or he, she fell asleep. Um, and, uh, she wakes up and is like, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to sleep over. And he's like, uh, it's okay. We were having a good time. You just fell asleep. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Um, and then he, um, and he's like, yeah, I, I wasn't going to wake you, but you have a rehearsal. 
And she's like, oh, crap, yeah. And then she's going into her bag and realizes she doesn't have her pills. And she's like, I need to have my pill. Like, she's kind of, like, freaking out about these pills. And you're like, lady, it's okay. You're like, you don't <laughs> take your pills. It's fine. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, well, how many, how long have you taken the pills? And she's like, ever since I was a little kid. And he's like, I think one day we'll be fine. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'd be saying. And be like, Let's <laughs> pump the brakes, lady. I mean, it's okay. I promise you. So, um, so you kind of figure out, apparently she's really needing her pills. Yeah. Um, and then as the, he's like, oh, hey, I'll take you to your rehearsal. And she's like, well, isn't it out of your way? And he goes, absolutely. It's out of my way. So you, you see that he's obviously sweet on her. It's, it's no, no, uh, I guess, hidden agenda for him. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, takes her and walks her and they kind of, you kind of learn a little bit. He says he, uh, he didn't really like his dad, uh, didn't really have his mom around. So, um, and he always felt like kind of a, he doesn't say this, but kind of like a second citizen in his own household uh, to his dad. And um, it's because of what she says, you know, she's like, Oh, you know, no one ever wants to talk to me or be my friend, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I get that. So they kind of have that connection there. So, Going into this episode, like I said, I was kind of looking forward to learning more about this relationship. And I thought, you know, watching this, you kind of look at it and you go, oh, well, this this relationship is, um, you know, it's they're they're speeding it up. But it, it actually and then you forget that it's supposed to be within like the 10 days of the right. world blowing up. So you're like, Jesus, these people are getting close really fast. Um, so I, I don't know about you. I mean, what were your initial thoughts after seeing that, those scenes? Well, seeing the, um, the Luther scene. So just to reverse yeah. real quick is, um, you know, it made a lot of sense of why he is what he is. And then there's also some underlying tension between Alice and Luther that kind of isn't discussed. Um, like towards the beginning of the episode where Allison is still trying to find a way to communicate with Luther and they just have this tension between them. And then Allison feels terrible about Vanya and her arguing basically before the whole, um, Chacha and Hazel, um, I guess invading the, uh, umbrella Academy school. And so, um, one of the things that I found interesting is when, um, you know, Leonard was doing what he could to basically, you know, be, different than what Vanya is used to because Vanya is used to people rejecting her and pushing her away. Mm-hmm. And then here you see Leonard doing the exact opposite. He makes reference of saying, you don't need to apologize for existing. Like it's okay. And so then they start getting closer and Vanya obviously is feeling that because again, she's never had that before, which could explain why it's kind of an accelerated feelings that she's gathering from that. And, you know, she does make a reference when she talks to Allison later on that, you know, it's like he knows me, which is, uh, which is something that uh, Vanya has always mentioned that she feels different than everybody else. She doesn't have powers. Um, She always felt outcasted from the school, from her dad. And, uh, you know, she always makes reference of that. So um, one of the things too, (laughs) that uh, a few takeaways of when um, Klaus um, was being tortured is that he like, you don't really kind of get a sense of like how little Klaus knows until like you think about it, like how much does Klaus know? And then you realize, Oh, absolutely nothing. And as Chacha (laughs) and Hazel are torturing him, they're like, choking him which he gets like like really erotic like a real like turned on from you can see which was a funny scene 
and then they tried <laughs> waterboarding him, which it ends up he just ends up drinking the water and refreshing himself. Um, so those were some those were some funny things. And then Chacha and Hazel couldn't believe how like weird he was about it all. And they're like, "What kind of people are these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Gee, we've never had someone like this." They're like freaked out. It's so funny because these guys are the ones who are torturing him, yet he's the one who's intimidating them. Right. And they're like, "What the hell did we do?" <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Yeah, so I, couple, I love them. Yeah, a couple of things that you see underlining too is um, as Klaus has gone a little bit further away from being under the influence of any drugs or alcohol, he starts seeing more than just Ben. Because at this point right now, we still only have Ben is the only one that's dead that's still able to communicate with Klaus. And mm-hmm. then now all of a sudden, as you know, Chacha and Hazel are trying to um, intimidate and interrogate um, Klaus, you see that this one, this older Russian woman comes out of nowhere and starts, you know, talking to them and he doesn't know what they're saying. And it's still like to Klaus, it's just kind of bringing back some really bad memories of when he was, um, you know, thrown essentially in like some sort of dungeon or fortress that uh, Reginald put him in to kind of get his, kind of get his powers under control. And we kind of find out that when um, Klaus was younger, his powers were essentially, he was communicating with spirits or, or dead people and uh-huh. obviously we didn't he didn't know how to control it at the time and then now as yeah. he's older and kind of coming off of being um you know intoxicated or under the influence he's seeing now more dead people which kind of plays into a huge role a little bit later on but you know it kind of chips the iceberg of like well we know he communicates to the dead but how so and mm-hmm. we kind of we kind of see it a little bit more um into that and so um you know, that was interesting as well. Kind of a takeaway I had. But um, what did you think about the interaction with Diego and Detective Patch? Well, uh, first, I wanted to say the uh, the room that he was in, I'm pretty sure that was a. Um, oh, it was a. Uh, uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, where where you get buried when you are dead. Uh, cemetery. I'm pretty sure it was a cemetery. Mm-hmm. But you know those cemeteries that have like the coffins in the walls, oh right, in the ground. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, and that's why he locked him in there, um, so he could talk to all these dead people. So he was trying to get it. Reginald, uh, he was the one who locked him in there. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Um, so I, I think that's what it was. And um, also, you kind of find out that. Uh, Klaus is using alcohol and drugs to essentially not use his powers. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what he's trying to do because apparently when he's sober, he sees these people. So when he's drunk and he's not in the right state of mind, they don't really try and talk to him because he's out of his mind. So uh, we kind of learn those, those two things as we probably figured that's what it was going to be. You know, that's why he was drinking and, and you know doing all these types of drugs but um you know the the uh detective Paxton Diego um you could kind of see she's annoyed with him but kind of understands that he is a little bit helpful so that's why she lets him stay around um and then he kind of goes to her and says yeah my my mom passed last night and she's like oh I'm so sorry I know how close you are so you're like oh you know he has told her about Mm -hmm mom and you kind of figure out later obviously that they were that they had dated and we kind of suspect that in the first interaction in episode two 
Um, but it's confirmed in this episode that they used to date because he's like, oh, I guess that's why we didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yep. And um, uh, not not about the mom. Sorry, that kind of sounded like I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, that's why we didn't work out because my mom was alive. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um but yeah they're just kind of they're they're going back and forth and you know he wants to help her and he wants her to use um he wants her to use him uh, Mm -hmm. as kind of like a resource or you know whatever it may be and he kind of basically tells her hey i know what's going on Mm -hmm. uh because he's like yeah those psychos came to my house and he knows, you know, so she kind of understands that he knows a little bit more. And actually later on in the episode, she kind of starts trusting him because she understands, hey, he knows what's going on. She knows what and what uh, Diego can do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as, you know, you kind of figure out that they're they're a lot closer and they used to be really, really close, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you can kind of start seeing her trust him a little bit, but not try and give him too much because, well, you know, you don't, you don't want to give him, he's not technically an officer and she could be on the line, you know, losing a job and whatnot. So um, I thought that was, I thought that was a necessary, um, necessary type of a story to tell. Um, I don't know. How did you feel about it? I felt it was very interesting. It was one of those typical, you know, it makes sense that they would have gotten close. I mean, they have the right uh, motivation. They're both into stopping, you know, bad guys and, and seeing justice, but their way of justice is different because obviously with detective Pat, she wants to go, go through the, you know, due process and the law and arresting doing all the proper things and diego wants justice by any means necessary if that means you know hurting somebody stepping outside the law which he is trying to convince her to do things what he references his way which he's pretty much like a glorified vigilante who you know basically fights crime but doesn't follow the law regarding it and Mm -hmm. it always conflicts with what detective patch is doing because detective patch is trying to follow the book and put these people away and Diego just wants justice. So, you know, for, for example, for Hazel and Chacha, he doesn't care that they get arrested. He just wants justice served to them, whether that be, you know, death or not. So, you know, that's just kind of the dynamic. And you can see that, you know, they kind of reminisce about them being together, but then also like it kind of, it seems like the reason why they didn't work is because of their two different points of views of what they yeah. consider justice is what basically, you know, pull them away. So I figured that I, I think that was a very interesting point because now it kind of ties in what patch and Diego's connection are other than, you know, they might've worked together or, you know, somehow some way they've got some feelings against each other or, or for each other, but you just don't know which way yet. So I found it very interesting. And then also just to tie back into Vanya real quick, um, you know, later on in the episode, Allison, um, tries to go and um, visit Vanya to apologize. What, like what we talked about earlier in this episode mm-hmm. and um, Allison notices that the apartment door is open. So she goes in and sees Leonard and is startled by him and then starts suspecting, Hey, what are you doing here? And his story at first doesn't add up like, Oh, she left her keys at my apartment. So I figured I'd drop him off even though she's at rehearsal and he goes, and she said, well, then what are you doing in the apartment then? And then he's like, oh, I just had to use the restroom. And she can already smell the BS off of him and it's not making any sense. (laughs) And, you know, it makes Allison, who's already on guard with amongst of other things, you know, seem 
you know, more paranoid. And yeah. uh, so it definitely kind of creates this tension where then Allison is trying to warn Vanya. Um, and it just kind of, you know, you see Vanya trying to accept Allison as a, as a sister and, and vice versa. But, you know, you still kind of see, you know, Vanya not really listening to Allison or just thinking that she's just paranoid or crazy. And that's why, you know, in a sense, Vanya was kind of making the case for Leonard about why she's having feelings for him so early, because, you know, again, it's just something that she's never felt before, you know, with Leonard, she feels like she doesn't have to um, feel accepted. She already is. And so on and so forth, but it creates this uh, interesting kind of underlying, you know, what's Leonard really up to because, you know, at first he seems like a good hearted guy. And then what we find out is actually Leonard took um, Vanya's pills that she had told him that she had stashed um, in her bathroom in case of emergency. And he ends up taking those and washing them down the drain, um, which now we wonder why. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the things that I found very interesting with the Leonard and Vanya dynamic and especially with Allison, like how paranoid was Allison and should we have believed her from jump, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I am, you know, with, with this, I, I, I was kind of wishwashy with Leonard to begin with. Um, because I was like, man, this guy is like way overly nice to her. And I was like, maybe, Maybe he's just like a really nice guy, but you kind of see glimpses, uh, kind of like what you were saying. Um, you know, you kind of see glimpses that he's not always this, you know, nice person. And so uh, the interaction between him and Allison um, on the street in last episode, you kind of see it, and then in in the uh, in this episode it's really prevalent and he kind of like steps to Allison in a sense. Like he, he gets in there, he's in there and uh, Allison goes into the house and is like, Oh, what's going on? And so she hides behind and he's walking and she like trips him up and is getting ready to hit him. And he's like, Whoa, wait, wait, wait. She goes, Leonard, what, what's going on? And he was, she was like, Oh, I am so sorry. I thought you were, thought you were an intruder. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, yeah, she left her keys. And so I was going to drop him off. And he and she was like, okay, well, why are you in the apartment? <laughs> and he's like, oh, um, you know, I had to use the restroom. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll give her the keys. And she's like, no. And he was like, oh, you know, I thought you, I thought you didn't care about Vanya, you know. So I'm kind of surprised you want to, you know. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, right? You makes a Vanya like <laughs> this is her sister. <laughs> So, um, I, I was, that was the first time where I was like, okay, this guy, th- there's something up with him. Um, and so, you know, I, I like Allison, honestly, she's one of my, I wouldn't say one of my, well, yeah, she's one of my favorites just because her story is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And like the times, I think honestly too, she frustrates me. That's why she's not my favorite because there are a lot of times where she could use uh could use her power and then there's like a ton of times where she just doesn't and you're like right. lady just just use it i mean it's already been a shit show for you so <laughs> might as well just make it w- worth your while um let's go into uh we'll go into a little bit more but let's take a break first and uh we'll finish up uh with this episode all right cody so um 
you know, let's get into uh, number five following uh, the um, – I, I just keep calling him Doctor. I Honestly, I know he has a name. I just <laughs> totally forgot it. So, you know, whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, he he keeps following this doctor. He, like, breaks into his car. Well, <laughs> not breaks in. He, he shifts in. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, you know, what what are you really doing with these um, – what are you really doing with these um, eyeballs? And so the guy tells him, he goes, well, you know, we sell them on the black market and it's a big seller because, uh, you know, we don't make a lot of money or it's to get our funding. So that way we, you know, keep our business because it's not eyeballs aren't really a popular demand basically. Mm -hmm. So um, you kind of figure that out. And so uh, five is trying to go, to the uh, medical facility and as he gets there the uh, medical facility blows up as you uh, kind of mentioned earlier that it was hazel and cha-cha they were kind of you know high on chocolate <laughs> and uh well weed chocolate but um you know so they blow up this whole manufacturer so you kind of figure out and then five is like really broken up about it mm-hmm. um he gets all drunk and and uh Diego and Luther actually find him later in the episode passed out drunk with a bottle with Dolores. So um, we kind of figure that out. Uh, you know, wh- what did you think of, um, what did you think that he was going to find with this eye? Because now, you know, with the, with the manufacturer being blown up, I mean, mm-hmm. essentially we may not get those answers. So, I mean, like, what was your thought on that? Well, one of the thoughts I had was, um, you know, five was, I think, trying to go to the, um, to basically the facility that's manufacturing them. Because again, like what the doctor had mentioned that they are selling them on the black market, which means five is probably thinking that they have records of who they're selling them to. So he wants to do is get a list of, you know, whoever the buyers are and then question each and every one of them. Because again, one of the things that uh, I think it was in either episode or two or three that five says, to Vanya is that he finds this glass eye that was in um, Luther's hand who we found dead um, basically, you know, during the apocalypse. And so again, so if they all tried to, in his mind, if they all fought whoever the guy was or the person who basically brought the end of the world, you know, and Luther has this eye, then it would draw him to who's responsible for it. So I think what Luther was trying to do is trying to still get to the bottom of the answer is who who ends the world? You know, that's basically his ultimate goal. Why he basically traveled back, tried to tries to get his family together and on the same page is, you know, the world's going to end in 10 days and we need to know who's going to do it to stop them. And so, you know, that's, that's what I think five's um, goal was to do. So when Chacha and Hazel blows up the factory, the records, the eyes and all that other stuff goes up with it. So now, again, he's back to square one, which is, we don't know who did it. We don't know when it, I mean, we know when it's going to happen. We don't know how, we don't know what starts it or anything like that, which kind of throws five into this depression where he risks basically leaving, you know, wherever he was at doing whatever he was doing to come back to essentially the present day where his family's at to warn them. So that way they can stop it. And now he doesn't even know where to begin in order to know who to stop it from or, anything like that, which is funny because when, um, <laughs> when Diego and Luther find him and they've got to carry him and, and uh, <laughs> um, five is basically just, you know, yip yapping to him about, you want to know what's funny? I'm going through puberty again. 
and you know good on uh luther for not only carrying his brother but his uh his brother's mannequin too because you know he could have very easily left that thing at the bar and just said screw it and he was he was cool enough to carry both of them at the same time so yeah um yeah you know it was it was one of those things that you just kind of it was an episode where you're like, oh, they're going to, you know, they're going fi- to, he's going to figure something out. He's going to, he's going to find something that he didn't know. And it kind of like blows up literally in his face, you know? So you're kind of like, man, it, it was one of those hyped up things that was like taken away from you. So mm-hmm. that was kind of, uh, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where you're just like, well, shit, where do you go from there? Like, mm-hmm. what else does five know? Because you know, we're only in episode four and let's not be naive about it. We all do it. We all go on Netflix and we see how long, how many episodes are in the series. Uh-huh. So you're going to be like, okay, well, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta figure out how, you know, how many episodes there are left. So you kind of know that there's more to the story. So, right. I mean, we're not, we're not, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's what we all do. I know I do it. I, my, I, my wife does it. I, I know you guys do it. My wife is notorious for it. So story time real quick is if ever we want to watch a TV show or a movie, I cannot watch it with my wife because she will read what happens before we even start the movie to know what's going to happen and then doesn't have any interest in it afterwards. So I enjoy watching a show that I've never seen and watching it from start to finish and not knowing what's going to happen until yeah. I see it play out. My wife's the exact opposite. She has to know what happens beforehand before she even wants to turn on the show. Um, and then that'll make her determination if she'll even like it or not. So, but I will not lie. I do go on. What's the site I like so much? Oh, it's a IMDB is probably my favorite site to go on. Cause if I want to know anything yeah. about a show, how good it is, how many episodes mm-hmm. there are, kind of read a little bit of the casting list. And yep. they also have kind of like a rating, uh, like a 10 star rating of how like good an episode is. So I love, kind of seeing like what that how that episode is gonna do because i do kind of prejudge like okay so i see for example umbrella academy has 10 episodes and i see the ratings are going to change per episode i do kind of have this judgment of like oh that's only a 7.1 that's gonna suck oh but that one's a nine oh that's gonna be a good episode (laughs) in my head yeah that's um i'm actually on that site right now literally so (laughs) um but you know I I don't really understand we really don't un, I mean I don't necessarily understand why they blow up the factory um you know I do know that Hazel and Chacha later on find out that um well uh, they they blow it up because they essentially know that 5 is trying to stop the world from ending so I I understand why they did it but you're kind of like you're left with, well, what was he going to find out from that eye? And so it just drives you nuts. Um, but you do figure out, I mean, I kind of glossed over it a little bit, but you do figure out why Hazel and Chacha are after number five because they understand that he's trying to stop the, the apocalypse, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, they should have told us. So they're a little upset that they weren't told this. And um, they're kind of depressed that the world is going to end but they're trying to do their job. So you're kind of like, well, what? I mean, who do they work for that they're just like, oh man, this sucks that the world's going to end, but let's just finish what we're doing. You're like, what the hell? 
So, um, you know, that was kind of an interesting thing, but you do figure out why they are after five. So that was like one of those, that was, that was one of the biggest questions from episode one to now that you finally figure out what Hazel and Chacha are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, you know, that was a, that was a question answered. Um, one thing that I did write down uh, that I did want to mention was Allison does see her ex uh, talking to a magazine. So, you know, that's going to come up later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a picture of him and his, and his daughter uh, on the front of a magazine. And so you're like, Oh man, that's not good. Uh, yeah. But you also do what was really cool. What came out of it. Cause she was kind of waiting for Vanya to be done with her rehearsal is uh, she, um, she, you kind of see the connection between her and Vanya because they were the only two girls in the Umbrella Academy. And so you kind of see their connection in this episode. And I thought that was a really nice way. That was a good thing to show the connection between the two. Even though, you know, they hadn't seen each other for a while, they still have that they are sisters and they can always come together. And it was nice to see because there were a couple of times where you see Allison kind of be a little rude to um uh, to Vanya and it was really nice to see that Allison was able to set aside whatever she thought and was like hey listen I'm sorry let's let's hang out and so Allison eventually does tell Vanya that hey I don't really trust this guy Leonard and that's when Vanya says well I really like him I know I don't know him that well but you know I like him so um, and then as you alluded to later uh, towards the end of the episode they actually go back to Vanya's house they're pretty much drunk. Well, Vanya is not, I don't think. Allison definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Vanya calls Leonard uh, because she got these flowers from him that he left in her room as to say, you know, that's why he was, uh, that's why he was there. Um, and, uh, and so she's like, hey, let's have breakfast in the morning. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And you kind of see him at a, like a, in his kitchen area. And so um, they show Vanya hanging up the phone and her smiling. And then they show Leonard. He hangs up the phone and you see him dump some pills down uh, the sink. And then he puts the uh, container on top of the, um, the granite. And uh, you see, they go kind of close up and you see that it's Vanya's pills. So mm-hmm. uh, now we kind of know that this guy is up to something. What that is, we don't know. Maybe he's just throwing away pills because, like, like he said, it was just one day. You don't need the pills. She always talks about her pills. So, you know, is he doing that or is he trying to drive a wedge? into this family somehow. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I always thought when I first watched it. And even now what rewatching it, you're kind of looking at him and you're like, okay, what's his deal? You know, does he know something or is he just like trying to be like this guy who's like, you don't need pills, you know, whatever. So right. uh, that was kind of, that's one of those questions that was answered. What's this guy's deal, but also it created another question. So, one answer one answered question goes to uh um another question mm-hmm. <laughs> um i did want to uh, i wanted to touch on this because uh, we're kind of running out of time we went long as it is so um but uh we kind of figure out ben helps out klaus with his powers uh, mm-hmm. because as we said klaus obviously isn't drinking or doing drugs um and so he's sober and you kind of start seeing him and 
this as you said this russian lady is speaking russian and like he's like what this lady won't stop talking and ben goes why don't you actually look at her Mm -hmm. and so he looks at her and he's like hi what's your name and she goes uh zoya petova or i think that's what it was and close um, enough (laughs) yeah (laughs) some russian name anyway um and so uh, he goes, oh, that's a really beautiful name. And so that's kind of how it starts. And you figure out that he he finds out that um, she was killed by Hazel and Chaksha. Mm-hmm. And then later on, uh, in another scene, you see all these people and they're talking to Klaus saying, oh, well, yeah, they killed me. This is how they killed me. Um, you know, there's this there's this one guy who's like, yeah, they, they killed me and my wife, you know, escaped and ran down this alley. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that he didn't, that the guy didn't actually kill, uh, my wife. Mm-hmm. And so then Chakcha is like, I need to see you in the room or in the bathroom. And so he's on Chakcha go in the bathroom and is like, what the hell? Uh, you told me that you killed her. And he was like, well, he was like, Oh, you're going to listen to that guy. And he's like, what happened? And, he goes, okay, okay, well, I thought it would be a little more challenging if I gave her a head start. And <laughs> she goes, Jesus, man, you got to get your shit together. <laughs> she didn't say that, but essentially it was, that's exactly what I would say. I'd be like, man, you got to get your shit together. Um, and uh, you find out that it actually happened again as well uh, with like uh, someone else. So um, you kind of figure out that this guy is really good at his job, but... <laughs> So he's looking for a challenge and he's also looking to get out. Like that's it. It's prevalent now that this guy doesn't like what he does. He wants to be done, doesn't know how to go about it. And uh, while he's in it, he's just trying to make things more challenging for him. So you kind of figure out he's good at what he does. Um, and Chaksha is so professional. It's driving her up a fucking wall <laughs> because you can see her get so irritated with them. Um, and then that was the part where, uh, when they go in the bathroom where detective patch comes in, uh, cuts Klaus, uh, from his restraints and, uh, he goes behind the, uh, bed and then starts crawling and finds the briefcase. Um, and then obviously he has the briefcase on a bus as he escaped and, um, he's kind of like looking at some lady and then is trying to open up, you know, this, this briefcase, hoping that it's money and uh, he opens up the briefcase and they pan to this lady who's in the bus because she kind of looks away and then she looks back and Klaus is actually gone. So you're like, oh, where the hell did he go? <laughs> what the hell is this briefcase? So now we have another question. Um, and then also uh, Diego finds out that uh, Detective Patch left him a message. He goes to where she's at and finds that she died, uh, that she was shot. And, um, you know, he's crying and he because obviously he had a connection with her and didn't want her to die obviously um and then the police or you hear sirens so he's got to get out of there because obviously he's at the scene of her death so right um you know and of course not everyone is keen on diego you know happy that he's there so that's kind of what i i just wanted to hit those points real quick i mean what are your thoughts on all that well, honestly, so my biggest thought about the Hazel and Chacha is Hazel is that typical guy that's been at his job for too long and, and absolutely hates it, whether he's making things more challenging or he just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, one of the things is as he's talking to Chacha, this is, I think, a little bit earlier in the episode, he tells Chacha that 
you know, why didn't, uh, why didn't the, the company tell, tell them about what they're really up against. They should get hazard pay and basically does all these little ticky tacky complaints of like what the job should have done or what he's, what he, his displeasures are. And Chacha's trying to keep it professional and he's the one that's obviously not liking it. And it sounds like that he's been at the company for however long. And he's that typical guy that's past, past the time, past the time that he wants to leave. And he's still there dealing with whatever mess that, he has to deal with and you can just see that dynamic which kind of kind of unfolds a little bit more throughout this episode especially when you find out that he's you know he's gonna say tried to challenge himself on letting this woman go i think he spared her ultimately he didn't want to have to he didn't want to kill her too um which i think is why that woman escaped which is who klaus referenced uh trying to spook um cha-cha and hazel and then one of the things I want to point out with, you know, Detective Patch basically being killed um, by Chacha um, when they're at the motel is by the time that Diego finds out about this message, it had been, it seemed like forever because apparently according to um, the gym owner where Diego is staying, like she left him a message about 30 minutes ago and she actually waited for Diego and he didn't show up. So one of the things I kind of find I want to say to me, it was interesting. I want to say, I don't want to say funny. Um, some part of me wants to say, you know, it goes against the grain, but you know, it's probably one of the most anticlimactic, like, you know, messages to partner you can do because normally like if you have a partner or a sidekick or whatever, that's getting a message, it's almost immediately so they can rush over. And then by the time that person is dead or something happens to them, they're like there to see them at the end, essentially. And this one was like she had been shot, laid there in a pool of her own blood. By the time he got there, she was way long gone and police haven't even responded. And it was completely, I almost want to say, like not against what a typical superhero tragedy is, but it just Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't the norm. It was definitely a different spin, which kind of makes sense because this whole superhero series has been almost against the grain of what a typical superhero show or movie would be like where you know the good guys kind of prevail in it in their own sort of way where it just seems like there's always something different or tragic that happens that umbrella academy kids find out or whatever the case is some some additional adversity that they are adding on after they've already kind of after you already think that they've kind of gotten through a couple of obstacles it just seems like there's more that goes against them. And I don't know. I just, I, I found it a little different that, you know, it, Diego didn't find out until well after about his, uh, about patch going out and confronting Chacha and Hazel and obviously finding the worst that she died. And I don't know. I just find it different than most superhero shows or shows that revolve around people with special abilities. I just, I don't know. There, this take on it is a lot different than what we're all normally seeing. So I, I liked it. It was, it was a little different and it put a little bit of uh, put a little bit of uh, fire in Diego to kind of stop Chacha and Hazel and, and just even add to the, to the greater tension that they all have against them. So mm-hmm. that's what you call in, in showbiz, a realistic ending. Yeah, exactly. Just, that's, that's my film studies background Ooh. coming into play right there. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it, I agree with you. It's... <laughs> yeah. Um, it was um it it was a I don't want to say it was a nice twist or twist I don't not necessarily twist but it was it was a nice uh that it was a different type of 
feel to it as you were saying like with superhero movies usually they save him just in time Mm -hmm. in this one he's like late you know like kind of way late yeah Um, and so you're you're kind of stuck with oh man like you kind of start getting to know a little bit more about detective pack she kind of He's not um, a main character, but is a semi-important character, especially in the Diego story. And mm-hmm. now she's not. And it's like, whoa, shoot, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think that was it, it was... it was a good... I like when shows, movies, whatever it is, I like when they do the realistic endings uh, sometimes. I mean, there are, you need movies where you have the uh the hollywood ending but you do also need those movies that are realistic you know um and this show kind of i think the reason they went the realistic way was because it's trying to get you to connect to these superheroes who are living in this like day and age Mm -hmm. like it's not like iron man where you know, the guy is so filthy rich that he can do whatever he wants. It's these guy, these kids were born, bought by this dude, developed to be superheroes, and they're fucked up because of it. You know, mm-hmm. they never really had a dad. They never, I mean, they had a mom, but you find out that she was a, a, a robot. So, you know, and then they had this monkey guy who talked, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, these these guys didn't have a normal life and you understand why they're so messed up from it um and uh so uh, and then it kind of, you already are connected by that because they throw in some weird stuff like obviously a talking monkey a robotic <laughs> mom so they kind of make it to where you're connecting with this with these people even though you really aren't I, I, it's kind of hard to explain but it, it's it's a realistic superhero movie i mean that's the best way i can i can say it where not everything is you know peaches and sunshine and rainbows you know it's there's some real problems i mean you see klaus you know what he had to go through as a kid talking to dead people like yeah if i were in his situation i would be messed up as well you know Mm -hmm. diego you know his only connection was with his mom who's a robot Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Luther wants to show that he is, he's the best leader and all he's tries, all he tries to do is make Reginald happy. And it just doesn't seem like he can. Vanya wants to be accepted by everyone and won't be, um, you know, Allison wants to have, you know, her own life basically is what it seems like. Um, you know, uh, number five, he's he's more into uh, the world is ending, which is mm. kind of probably the bigger problem. Um, and um, oh, I'm I'm missing some. Uh, ben, sorry, I totally blanked on Ben. You you know, Ben is out of the story, but he still talks to Klaus, and you kind of don't know why because w- Klaus doesn't see the the dead people when he's on the bus, you know, and so you're kind of like, oh, you know. Obviously, they were attached to Hazel and Chaksha, but like still, you know, so there, there's a lot that's going on, um, but I, I love the realistic superhero in today's age. I just think that point that you just made was spot on. Yeah, it's definitely a change of pace and it's it's refreshing because it's like what we've been talking about the last few episodes is you can identify with each one 
yeah with trying to find like even though like take out the powers and as the element here in the story is they all have their own agendas and they all have their own baggage that they're trying to navigate through and then you're going to add some other kind of stressful thing on top of their plate that they're all that they haven't even thought about because they're just trying to deal with their own day-to-day stuff so i mean who can identify that in as a normal human being you know yeah for sure all right good stuff man um sorry we went a little long but you know what um we can if we want to so exactly right Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, like we always say, you know, go check out our Instagram. Please go check out our website. Uh, that's really going to be the easiest way to figure out everything, uh, which is DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Um, thank you guys for listening. And I'm super excited to do next week, episode five of season one of the Umbrella Academy. So we will see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>